But what about the nutritional impact? What if someone says, I don't want my food to, to have a diminished impact. I don't know if my kids will be getting the same level of nutrition. What is your feedback to that? If you decided to cut out what I do and literally just go straight to the supermarket aisle and buy frozen, you're actually most likely going to be enjoying produce that's of a higher nutritional value because it is frozen so close to the source so soon after being picked. And my position when it comes to what I do is that, you know, you can, if you want to be in control of the nutrition, if you're very conscious of the nutritional value, the most important thing is to buy as local as you possibly can and to free as soon as possible because basically the older that the food is the more the nutritional value will deplete. I'm so pleased to bring Kate Hall's perspectives on how to freeze your food and save the planet as well as save money. Tune into this episode now. This is season five, the great debates of our times. Season five will be centered around the great debates and we will be comparing and contrasting different viewpoints on various topics that are consuming the public discourse at present. The reason I've decided to take this approach is because we, or at least many of us, are losing the skill of debate, and I think this is an essential skill for us all to practice once more. I don't see how we get to the point of saving the world and saving our planet if we don't know how to discuss our differences. I also think that the solution to most of our challenges is somewhere in the spectrum of views, but never at either extreme. I will be working with guests to curate the content and discuss beforehand. I will understand their positions, their areas of genius, and navigate my questions around that so that the conversation is challenging and stimulating without being combative. I hope you enjoy season five of Where Ideas Launch, the Sustainable Innovation Podcast. Kate Hall is the founder of The Full Freezer and author of the ebook The Full Freezer, Save Food, Save Time and Save Money. Kate helps households to reduce their food waste and cook from scratch more easily by using their home freezers more effectively. Unlike batch cooking, the full freezer method is completely flexible and allows families to easily enjoy a wide variety of meals without any waste. Kate, welcome to Where Ideas Launch. It's a pleasure to host you on the programme. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. I'm so, so excited to chat to you today. So I've seen that you've been on BBC, you've been on TV. Tell us a little bit about the journey to create the full freezer. Why? What inspired you to not just freeze all your food, but to make it an actual business? So it was really the lockdown and the pandemic that pushed me to take this from just doing it in my own home to making it a business and and sharing it with the world. And it was essentially the fact that I was put on furlough from my day job. And that was when I wrote the ebook because my instinct was this is going to be useful to people. This has been so helpful to me in my own home developing combination of methods of essentially freezing individual ingredients to kind of press a pause button on them and give me a bit longer, particularly as a busy mum and as someone who was working, um, to, to be able to use that food. And I, I felt like if I could get all of it written down and in one place, then I could help other people to benefit in the same way. So I did that. I did that in the first uh, couple of weeks of, of being on furlough. And then I basically was made redundant from my day job and said, you know what, I don't want to go and do another day job. I want to do this. I want to teach more people because I'd given away that ebook initially, sort of the first month, six weeks, I gave it away. 
And the feedback I got was essentially, this is really interesting. This is really useful. And I thought, actually, if I can teach people this on a deeper level, because I found a lot of people will take a little bit of what I do and then go, oh, yes, I know how to do it now. And they run with it. But there there's sort of me in the background going, but if you do it this way, it'll be quicker or it'll be more convenient or it'll be safer. And so, yeah, I started to do a few one-to-ones and build up my course and create content um, and then go on to help corporations as well to sort of educate their employees and, and working with brands now as well, which is is great fun. So it's it's been a very gradual progression, but really the thing that made me want to change it from being in my own home to being a business was just that instinct that I, I just felt it was something that would be useful to people, that it would, and it's simple. It's a yeah. simple thing to change. Yeah. It's incredibly magnetic. I've been on your Instagram page and and all your videos are, are so well done, really professionally done, easy to follow on. Like it's it's a page that you want to go back to. So that's that's brilliant. Really, really well done. Thank you. So I want to move to to two things, actually, because right now we're going through this massive energy crisis. So people are thinking about their freezers, their heaters and everything. But at the same time, what we what we know from the research done around sustainability, etc., is that food waste is the number one thing we can do as individuals to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, because literally it takes a landmass the size of China to grow the food that we actually don't eat, which is massive. What are your thoughts on all of this and and how people can navigate this. I I completely agree um with with that whole premise of this being the you know the number one thing we can do because in comparison to other things which I'm not saying we shouldn't do the other things as well of course we should reduce our plastic or drive less or eat less meat mm-hmm. but this is something that we have so much control over because we don't need a government to change any laws. We don't need corporations to change how they package things. Literally, by just stopping throwing things in the bin and eating them instead. <laughs> so, you know, you think, well, that's a benefit in itself that I actually eat the food that I buy. You know, we can we can benefit the planet and we can also benefit ourselves financially. Um, you know, average families are, are wasting a huge amount of money. So that's something that... I think when you you add it together, it's like, well, if I can, in my instance, freeze the food to give me a bit more time, um, then it just makes sense to do. And as you say, you know, the impact of this is enormous. People sort of think, oh, well, it's just a bit of food. It just rots down. Does it really matter? But actually, that remembering that when we throw food away, we're not just throwing away the food. We're throwing away all the resources that went into producing it all of a sudden it becomes so much more substantial. I think that was one of the things that when I started the full freezer, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was thinking about it from the financial perspective and also from the guilt because I kept buying food with good intentions and then it would just end up in the bin and we'd end up getting takeaway or convenience foods. And when I learned of the impact of food waste and how bad it was and how substantial the problem was, it was like, well, I can't, I can't actually turn my back on this now. I can't throw away a banana without feeling horrendously guilty because I know that's not just a banana. That is all of the water, the land, the energy, the transportation. It might even have packaging. You know, all of those things have gone in to creating that food just for me to watch it go off on the side and throw it in the bin and buy more. And I think we have just got into this habit of 
thinking, well, because there's more food and because it has previously been very affordable, then does it really matter? And actually, the more that people are realising that this does have a huge environmental impact and it does as well when food rots, it releases greenhouse gases as well. Um, I believe the overall impact, um, there was a study from the Waste Resources Action Programme that have found that the impact of food waste is six times bigger than global aviation or six times the size of global aviation. So, you know, people say, well, I, I take my holidays in the UK. I don't get on a plane. It's like, yeah, but if you're wasting food, yeah. you know, you're still having a really negative impact. And I think, you know, we can change so that we eat less meat or so that we eat wonky vegetables. But if we buy those things and then we throw them in the bin, we're not achieving what we want to by doing that. So I think that's something that we've got so much control over. And particularly as um, the stats in the UK show that 70% of food waste actually comes from our homes. So we have got that control. We don't have to have, you know, yes, supermarkets and restaurants should be doing it too. But actually, we need to step up and take responsibility too. And I think when you start to do that, it's so satisfying. It's so nice because you see you're not wasting the food, but you're also saving the money and you're getting to enjoy what you've bought. So it just just makes sense. No, you're absolutely right. But what about the nutritional impact? What if if someone says to you, like, I don't want my food to, to have a diminished impact. I don't know if my kids will be getting the same level of nutrition. What is your feedback to that? That is a fantastic question um, because, I mean, it's it's complicated from the perspective of what I do because you don't know at what point you're going to freeze the food. So the nutritional value will decrease over time. But if, for example, you bought frozen produce, if you decided to cut out what I do and literally just go straight to the supermarket aisle and buy frozen, you're actually most likely going to be enjoying produce that's of a higher nutritional value because it is frozen so close to the source so soon Mm. after being picked Mm. that actually that nutritional value is locked in. So you might not be able to use the product in the same way you might usually want to. You can't make a salad with it, for example, unless Mm. you roast the veggies and and everything. Um, But the quality of the food and the nutritional value is actually exceptionally good with frozen food. And my position when it comes to what I do is that, you know, you can, if you want to be in control of the nutrition, if you're very conscious of the nutritional value, the most important thing is to buy as local as you possibly can um, and to freeze as soon as possible. Because basically the older that the food is, the more the nutritional value will deplete. So if you freeze it as soon as you get it, you are going to have a better nutritional value when you eat it, assuming in both instances you were cooking it. Um, if you eat it fresh straight mm-hmm. away, you're going to have the highest benefit. But, you know, if you if you freeze it sooner, you're going to enjoy that nutritional be- benefit rather than letting it sit in your fridge for a week and then eating it, or even worse, letting it sit in your fridge for a week and then throwing it in the bin, because then mm-hmm. you're not going to get any nutritional value from that food. Yeah. Um, so it really freezing is is nature's pause button. We don't have it. You know, there's no need for any additives or preservatives. It is literally just nature keeping our food safe until we're ready to eat it. So it's it's a great compromise if you're somebody that wants to eat well, but sometimes finds that time and life stop you from doing that. You've convinced me. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> at, at the time of this, where you've sort of surpassed. I guess, tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. Where where are you at now? 
uh, I think just over 34,500 followers, I think. Wow. That's on my main account, but I do have a second account as well, Can I Freeze It, which is, I think, over 14,500 for that wow. one. Wow. Yeah. Why do you think more people don't don't already know and what feedback do you get from your followers since since they've been engaging with your work I you know what I find it really fascinating because to be completely fair I didn't know before I started doing it before I got to a point where it was a problem and I think that's the thing that it's not necessarily well actually it is that people don't know because the amount of shock like in answer to your question you know the the number of um times I get sent the mind blown emoji people just going what I can freeze eggs I can freeze nuts I can what <laughs> this is what I can freeze eggs <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely absolutely this is exactly it that it's like but a lot of the time it's it's simply something that none of us have thought about or that we've had any need to do because food's been plentiful and it's been affordable it's not something we've ever had to be taught. So most of us, I mean, to be fair, freezing is the only preservation method that I'm truly familiar with. But it could be, you know, there are families who who grow produce and they are familiar with dehydrating and canning and pickling because it's something that was necessary and that is necessary to reduce that food waste, to make sure that food doesn't go to waste when so much effort has been put into producing it. Mm. Um, so I think it, it's the fact that we've become so disconnected with how much work goes into producing our food mm-hmm. and therefore we've become complacent. And, you know, that's not me being judgmental of anybody. I know in my time I have wasted a horrendous amount of food um, prior to doing this. You know, I was incredibly wasteful because I didn't value the food because it was affordable and you know that well I'll just go to the shop and I'll buy more what's the problem but I think it is I think awareness is is slowly and surely increasing so we've seen over the last couple of years um two years ago they introduced uh the waste resources action program introduced uh food waste action week so that's starting to raise the profile and we're seeing more and more supermarkets committing and I think that's helping to sort of raise the profile as well for individuals we've seen this year um, and over the last year the sort of increase in supermarkets taking away best before dates off produce where it's really not necessary Um, so we we're we're seeing more mainstream stuff when I first started literally nobody really knew or cared what I was talking about it was not the priority Um, but definitely I think between seeing climate change um, in very real terms, in terms of weather changes and everything, and even more so with the cost of living crisis, people are becoming so much more aware that we just really need to stop wasting food. It's it's just unnecessary. Yeah, I remember when I first met my partner, this was 10 years ago, he he pulled out this, this bottle of meat from under his cupboard that had been there for three years like literally it was it was being preserved for three years in a mason jar and I was like what (laughs) like you can't give that to me to eat what are you telling me and then and then he told me that this was a tradition like his his father would would hunt he would literally go to the forest and hunt and then he would prepare the food and store it and he would have it for years 
right? Oh so, wow. so I was I was really impressed. And this, these are just things that I mean, okay, I come I come from a very, very hot country in Trinidad and Tobago. So it's not the kind of thing that would be typical necessarily. No, nor do we go hunting. Um, and, and so I was really impressed. And and what I realized is that, you know, there's a whole array of things that you could do to preserve your food. Mason jars are, are magnificent, right? I, I think it's something, I mean, even, you know, that sort of thing terrifies me, if I'm totally honest, because it's like, oh, but how do I know? Like with freezing, I feel very confident because I, you know, I understand the science of it, that if it's minus 18 degrees, the bacteria cannot develop and, and that's it. It can't, it can't breed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's something like dehydrating or pickling or storing mason jars or canning, any of those things, I'm like, I understand the science in the sense of if you've removed the moisture or if you've removed the oxygen, but I'm still really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something that I know I need to learn as well. Like that's another area that as as the full freezer progresses, maybe there'll be a full pantry as well. I don't know. One day <laughs> somebody can teach me other ways to help us avoid this food waste. So if I were to to do this today, let's say, let's assume that I'm an average family, two kids, partner. Mm-hmm. How much could I save if I started to do this, you think? So there was a study by um, the Waste Resources Action Programme that found the average family's wasting about £720 a year. So about £60 a month buying food that literally just gets thrown away. And that's not scraps. That is bread and milk and cheese and you know all the good stuff um so yeah an average of 60 pounds and then I always like to highlight with that the fact that that is just the food that's been thrown away as well Mm -hmm. so if a family is listening that know that they're quite guilty of of throwing stuff they've also got to take into account what are they buying to replace the stuff they're throwing away and how much people are relying as well upon the convenience options that we tend to lean for, you know, when we can't be bothered to cook and it's like, oh, well, I'll leave the food in the fridge for another day. Let's get a takeaway. Let's Mm. let's grab something from the supermarket we can sling in the oven. And like, again, there's no judgment here. I have done it myself every so often. I still do it in terms of the, you know, getting a takeaway and whatever, but, um, but I don't throw away the food that's in the fridge and that's, difference for me and I think that's the thing that you know if people look at how much are they throwing away but actually also how much more are they spending because of what they're throwing away and that can be you know well into over a thousand pounds a year um, for some people so it's it's potential really substantial savings yeah that's that's important in in this time of sort of uh, economic crisis so definitely good to look at this so your work has garnered much interest from the press internationally what's next for the full freezer oh my gosh um so I've got some really exciting stuff uh, going on at the moment. You'll know this feeling of uh, of, of the pressures of, of book writing. <laughs> um, so I, I started writing a book well over a year ago and was planning to self-publish and then got approached by um, an agent uh, who asked if I would be interested to to work with her and and pitch to literary agents and we are uh, literary sorry traditional publishers rather Uh, and we are we are literally just in the last throes of getting my proposal together to pitch to publishers so hopefully that's amazing 
anyone is listening to this, um, you will, you know, hopefully I will be in a, a situation of panicking about actually writing <laughs> the rest of the whole of the book. Um, but if that doesn't happen, then I will still, to be honest, be working on getting everything together for the book, because, again, I just feel it's something that is really helpful to have broken down into a step by step um, process so yeah hopefully hopefully a book will be on the cards on a on a wider scale um I've got my courses launching again um I'm now converting the freezer geek academy which is my six-week program um into a, a sort of self um kind of self-led course so that people can do it at any time because uh, it really frustrates me that I've, I've previously launched twice a year and and worked with groups of um ladies so far uh to, to take them through the process and it's really frustrating not to be able to kind of help people to do that throughout the year and and yeah. when they need to so I'm really excited to to launch a course that allows people to do that um, and then just continuing with creating my free content as well working with corporations and I've got some exciting brand collaborations coming up as well which is uh yeah it's really good fun so it's a busy time a busy time and especially with you know all Christmas festivities and everything there's uh, there's a lot to be done around you know celebrations and getting the family together and having your freezer there as a, yes. a tool to make that less stressful and less expensive as well so, yeah this is this is amazing this really congratulations and I want to I want to tip into this business aspect of it as well because when did you start uh during the pandemic so it was right. 20, yeah, 2020 right so that's that's just around two years now Yet yeah. you're doing so fantastically well. So what what do you what would you say contributed to your success? And what were your challenges? I think I mean, I think my biggest challenge in the early days was self-confidence and self-doubt. And mm. really, although I was I I felt confident that what I do would be helpful to people, but I really struggled to communicate that and to believe that anyone would actually want to pay me to teach them or work with me, collaborate with me. Um, so I think that that self-doubt was by far <laughs> my biggest challenge. Um, and I really overcame that by working with other entrepreneurs, investing in myself with, with training and coaching um working with I had a, a support pod uh, through the a course that I did um who were great at kind of geeing me on and encouraging me to to just keep going and I think the the biggest thing that's actually converted into the success has been taking that and being consistent and you know consistently confident quietly confident that you know what even if this reel that I put out only helps one person that's worthwhile. Even if this blog article that I write only helps one person, that's worthwhile. Um, so I think, you know, having that attitude that because I knew it had helped me, um, that it would eventually help other people, that it, other people would eventually start to pick up on what I was doing. And that's something that, you know, running the Freezer Geek Academy massively helped to kind of secure for me because all of a sudden I was actually getting feedback from students saying, Oh my gosh, like I got a I got a message um because we have a, a WhatsApp group on the most recent round and I got a message from one of the ladies at eleven o'clock at night saying, I'm so sorry to message so late, but I had to message now before I forget. Um and and literally had sent me this long message 
saying how much it had changed her life and you know that she's talking to everyone she knows about it now and they're looking at her like she's crazy in the same way people were looking at me in the early days like I was crazy but she's still talking to them because she knows it can help them because she knows it can make a difference and that thing of the excitement that I now see from the people that I I've worked with and the people in my community who are getting it who are, are getting addicted to that freezing and using the frozen food and saving the money and saving the food is just like that just lights me up so I think you know to anybody who is in a a situation with your business where you're thinking oh my gosh when you know is this ever going to work is this ever going to be successful you just have to keep going you just have to keep showing up being consistent um and I think you know if it's something that helps people then it's gonna it's gonna catch on it's gonna get there but it's yeah, you, you just got to keep going with it, really. <laughs> yeah, great advice. So three tips that you give to families listening to this and learning about your work for the first time. What would you say to them and how to on how to get started? Sure. So I've got three tips that are sort of bundled up into one um, action. So the one action is to keep a food waste diary, which sounds really unsexy and really boring and a little bit like keeping a you know a diet diary and things where you're like I just don't want to actually write this down because I don't want to face up to the truth but it makes such a difference to see things written down on paper and I think being as honest as you can about just how much you're throwing away is the first step um, to to making a change and to tackling it and then the the three tips that come into that and it could be that you start by just jotting down the first thing I'm going to say and then the second and then the third uh, rather than trying to write down all the things you're wasting initially because if you do that you might be just put off and and horrified and and (laughs) go and curl up in a corner so the first thing is to just throw is to just write down things you are throwing away that are unopened you've not touched them you've not got to them you know fruit vegetables things in the cupboard whatever it is just jot down those things as you throw them away what that will allow you to do is see, could you have just not bought as much? Are you buying some things on autopilot just because they're on your shopping list and actually you don't get through them that often? Um, so you could just buy less or are they things you want to always have in stock and therefore maybe you could freeze them, which I'll I'll tell you where I've got tips on how you can do that, which is totally free. But then, you know, once you've got that sense of what you're throwing away that's whole, you can move on to the next stage, which is looking at things you're throwing away that are part used. So do you always open a jar of pesto and put it in the fridge after using just one tablespoon and then discover it, you know, six weeks later with mould growing on it? Um, Do you always use some of the tomato puree and then it goes in the fridge and gets forgotten about? Do you always um, put even things like leftovers? You know, are you using some of your food, but then letting the leftovers go bad in the fridge? Um, or ingredients like using part of an onion or maybe some ginger or chilies or anything like that. Anything that you're using a bit of for a recipe and then it goes in the cupboard or it goes in the fridge and it goes bad. Write those things down and then figure out, could you freeze them instead? Which is what I what I can teach you and share with you. And I've got lots of videos on that that are totally free. And then the final thing is looking at what scraps you're throwing away. So when you've tackled the first two and don't try and do this until you've tackled the first two, unless you are somebody who is like properly on a mission. Um, So looking at the scraps, 
it might well be that there are things you're throwing in the bin that you can actually eat. So I've seen um, people throw away broccoli stalks, cauliflower leaves, um, things like uh, the tops. I've, I've seen tops of spring onions thrown away, which was very strange to me because they just they're all it, it's all edible it's all fine mm. um so looking at things like that and seeing actually you know and like literally a quick search online can i eat this bit of the food and you'll find that there are things i mean if you really want to take your food waste seriously and i'll admit i am not at this level because i i have two small children and i'm running a business um but one day i might get to this level that you can you can cook banana skins and eat the banana skins, you know. So there are things that we don't always think of as edible, but actually, with the right preparation, um, I believe you can cook and uh, I think you can candy rel- uh, melon rinds as well, something like that. So there might be things when you get to that level, if you want to push your food waste reduction even harder, that you could be eating that you're not eating and if you're you know if you've got things that just aren't avoidable then the thing i you know i think is a given but should always be said is to compost as much as you can if you've got the space to have a compost pile that's great um make sure that you look up how to do it properly because again i'll confess our old house we had the space for a compost pile we had no idea how to actually do it um so we just ended up with a you know a pile of dirt basically that wasn't wasn't in any way useful um that didn't rot down properly so definitely you know do the research to find out how to do it properly um there are hot composts um that you can buy as well i think it's a, a, a green yuana or so i think something mm. like that um that's worth looking into um i think there's there's various different ways that you can process that food waste. And the simplest, if you have a compost collection service in your area, is to use it for your food. And especially if you are still at a stage where you're throwing away whole foods, mm. um, at least if you're going to throw it away, at least take it out of the packaging, put the food in the food waste bin and put the packaging in the recycling if it can be recycled yeah. you know, at the very least as a first step. So I think, you know, taking those three steps of of breaking it down, don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel, oh, I can't face this. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like step back from it and start to see the money you're saving, start to see the food you're saving, the food you're getting to enjoy. Take it as the positives of the things you're saving rather than punishing yourself about what you have been wasting, because that is history. And you can change where you are. You can totally change it and you can totally do it. So yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing these steps. This is a really great place to start, I think. So, so wonderful. How can everyone get involved with the rest of your work? Uh, so the best places to find me are on Instagram at the full freezer, or I mentioned before about having some videos. Um, so at can I freeze it? I have all my videos. And if you search on YouTube uh, for the full freezer, you'll find all my videos on there as well, if you're not on Instagram. Um, And then on Facebook, I have a free group, which is called the Full Freezer Family. So I would love to see anyone come and say hello. Let me know you've joined through Catherine. And um, yeah, you can get tips and advice, ask questions and share your wins. So yeah, please do come join us. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. This has been wonderful and best wishes with your business for the rest of of this year and for next year as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Catherine. It's been great. And good luck with the book. This podcast is brought to you today by the brand new Women in Sustainable Business Awards that kicks off in 2023. 
If you're a business owner who's starting a business with principles of sustainability in mind, and you want to preserve some lost skills, some handcrafting, artisanal work, or you're a social media manager supporting purpose-driven brands, or you're creating fashion or something that is relevant to the sustainability and green transformation, you are more than welcome to join us and to get involved in these awards. Check out our group on Facebook, Women in Sustainable Business, or follow the podcast, Where Ideas Launch, on Instagram to find out more.